Welcome to Light Bites, an occasional podcast from Leeds Institute for Teaching Excellence at the University of Leeds. Episodes will be hosted by members of the Light team. And we'll be showcasing the scholarship of teaching and learning from across the university. Hello and welcome. Uh, I'm Emma Peasland. I'm a research and impact officer here at Light at the University of Leeds. And I'm here having a conversation today with Michelle Schneider, who is learning advisor in the learning development team here at Leeds. Uh, how are you doing, Michelle? Um, yeah, I'm great, thank you. Enjoying the sunshine. Marvellous. Um, so you're going to share with us a little bit today about uh, your Light Fellowship that you completed early this year. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if you just want to start by telling us a bit about the research that you did um, and what it was that you wanted to investigate. Um, yeah. So I'm going to try not to waffle on too much here and keep it as succinct as possible. Um, I will just start by giving a little bit of context as to what I do and and why um, I decided to research um, what I did in the end. Um, So the learning development team, basically, we work with academics and direct with students to help um, students develop their academic skills and literacies. Um, So we do this basically in two ways. So we work with academics to embed uh, academic skills and literacies in the curriculum um, and, and directly linked to the discipline, but we also offer the Skills at Library co-curricular service as well. So the idea of that is students can um, reflect on their own needs and seek out their own opportunities to develop the skills that they want or seek extra help or different perspective, or maybe they're just looking for sort of quote-unquote neutral space to, to discuss their work. Um, that's the idea. So we see the Skills at Library as being quite co-curricular, but what the literature mainly says is that embedded is like the sort of goal standard. That's what we should be doing. And centralised support is often very much critiqued as being the kind of remedial deficit model. And I think that's, I can understand why that critique happens, because I think at many universities, that centralised service is seen as, seen as being the main way that students, if they need anything to do with academic skills, they just go to this central service. And it ends up really divorced from their discipline and what they're they're doing. Um, But at Leeds, we see ourselves, as I say, very much as this co-curricular. And so what I was interested in, though, is whether staff and students here at Leeds, how they perceive the skills at library service. Like, is it seen as this just place where um, if you're struggling or failing or not meeting the expectations that you think other students are meeting, um, whether that the Skills at Library service, that's what it's there for. But I think more importantly from my perspective is that I worry that not only do staff and students see the service in that way, but maybe staff see students or students see themselves in that way as somehow being deficit, um, in need of like this kind of remedial help. Um, and I wanted to know whether we perpetuate that idea in students, whether students see that. And I think the student voice is very much missing from the literature in terms of the centralised service as well. Like, no one seems to be asking the students, well, what do you think? Why do you use it? So that's really what I wanted to to kind of look at, mainly, I guess, the student voice, but also compare it to to staff as well. 
Fascinating. So uh, can you talk a little bit about how you did that? Um, yes. So, I mean, I very quick, quickly realised that it was very difficult to measure perception in this way, especially without saying directly, like, do you think skills at library takes a deficit approach? I didn't want to lead it in that way because students may never or staff may never use those those terms. Um, so what I did is I, I took a mixed method approach, quite a standard one of a survey and focus groups. So one of the things that I did with the survey for the students is um, I used a, a validated educational self-efficacy scale. So I wanted to ascertain whether students... Um, confidence in their own abilities was linked to how they view or how they use the service um, and within the survey I then used quite open questions um, to try to ascertain like why students think that um, they would use different parts of the service so workshops one-to-ones um, web pages um, and then kind of try and take a bit of a thematic analysis of the language they used especially that was like probably one of the key bits of the survey um and I did something quite similar with staff so I sort of mirrored the survey as much as possible asking them why do you think students might utilize the service um and then with students I also ran some focus groups to try to delve a bit deeper into how they perceive skills at library, but I guess the focus groups was a little bit more trying to ascertain how the students saw themselves. So to really get a sense of whether they see some deficit in themselves, which is what I was hoping that they wouldn't. And that's really what you want to avoid with students, I would say. Cool. So um, what were your key findings then? What did you find out from this? So one of the key things um, that I think was uh, really interesting was that there was no significant correlation between student self-efficacy and their use or perception of the service. Um, and so the students that answered the survey, their self-efficacy kind of ranged from high-low, but a lot in the middle. And there wasn't really any kind of relationship between that and the kind of wording that they used in the survey. And I thought that was quite interesting um, and kind of linked with that I thought from the uh, focus groups it really came out that most of the students there was really an agreement that in terms of coming to university they felt that the expectation on their academic skills needed for a degree should be quite minimum coming in um, they felt that either that their schooling had only prepared them a certain amount there was words like we were taught to regurgitate, not necessarily to analyse, to think critically, um, and that kind of thing. So students felt that actually coming in, they should be expected to be at a fairly minimum level, really. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't as clear, because I didn't do focus groups with staff, which may talk about soon, may have been, maybe, may have been a, an error, um, but some of the words that the staff used in the survey suggested that they have higher expectations of what students come in, should come in with. Maybe not do come in with, but what they should come in with. So that was a bit of a different. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, the other thing that I think came out with the analysis of like the language that's used is... I think staff and student perceptions of the skills at library service were quite varied. 
So um, both kind of suggested that students would come for all different reasons. So that they wanted to enhance something or improve something, or maybe that they were struggling, or maybe they just wanted to take um, all the opportunities available to them. But in general, what we saw students use was language that seemed more positive, like develop, enhance, improve, whereas the staff, often the terminology was slightly more negative, so use words like failing, desperate, struggling. So this suggests a kind of um, maybe a slightly different perception of students and what it means to need to develop sort of academic skills and that maybe staff are seeing students in a particular way of, of having some kind of deficit rather than, oh, students are coming in and we need to develop them from where they're starting because this is a, you know, they're starting a degree and why would they have all of those skills that you need to be successful? Yeah, so students are expecting to come in and develop their skills through their programme. So I guess that really shows or highlights that potentially that lack of student voice in the literature that you mentioned earlier and the fact the literature leans towards that deficit model. Yeah, and, and I think that it's I think the way that we see students may encourage us to take a deficit sort of remedial kind of approach. Like if you see that when students are coming in, if you think, oh, they're not at the expected level, so we need to send them to this service to get to the expected level, um, which isn't really the approach that we want to take and isn't effective, the most effective approach. Really, you know, skills development needs to be developed within the curriculum. And actually when we ask the students, like, Whose responsibility is it to develop these skills that you've um, uh, you've suggested that you need to, to be successful in your degree? They say it needs to be the university, and in particular their programme, their school, that needs to take responsibility for that development. A lot of them said they wanted that in collaboration with, the, with our team in the library. They saw us as having um, those students who had experienced our um, service said that they recognised the kind of expertise in that kind of area, um, but they, they saw that that collaboration as being important, but that ultimately what they wanted was their schools to be the primary and that they wanted also a co-curricular offer that they could make a decision to use. Um, and they gave a lot of different reasons as to why they might want to use a service. So they said for extra help or a different perspective... Um, or for something that maybe wouldn't naturally be in their discipline necessarily, like managing their workload or whatever it might be. Um, so that was another interesting interesting finding. The students were very much saw it like we, like we hope that Skills at Library is a co-curricular, and I think that's what the students want, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean they see it like that now. I think they worry that it's perceived to be the primary way that they're supposed to get academic skills and literacies. But they'd maybe like a little bit more embedded content if possible. Yeah, so they were definitely like they want it in their schools. Interesting. And you hinted at perhaps one thing before, but is there anything you would have done differently if you were going to start again? Yeah, so this is a really hard one because I think that anyone doing research would probably say, I wish I'd done this differently or... Um, I wish I'd maybe, you know, taken the question in a slightly different way. 
I think the main thing was, I think if I'd had more time, I would have maybe interviewed um, staff in more detail. I mean, there's some interesting literature already that it interviewed staff at other universities, but actually, on reflection, I wish I had a bit more of that staff input. Um, so with the survey, there was like 189 students and only 22 staff. Obviously, we do have a lot more students and staff, but I do now regret a bit not interviewing some some staff as well, kind of posing some of the questions that students raised with staff, possibly. Maybe that's an interesting follow-up project but that could for the be, future. Yeah, that could definitely be um, something interesting. Um, and then I think when I got to the end of my research, I definitely thought, oh, this could have been an interesting way to go, actually. Mm. But then... I guess that's what a lot of people... That's probably the interesting thing about research. So it's not necessarily, I wish I'd done it differently, because I probably wouldn't have ever got to that mm. thinking. Because um, one of the areas I'm really interested in is how it impacts that sense of belonging. So if we have certain expectations on student skills, and we're not just kind of taking students as they are and building on where they are, we're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, you need to have you know this, this and this to be a lead student... I wonder how that impacts on the sense of belonging. Like, do students think, oh, I don't, I don't have this that other students seem to have? Like, are we immediately putting them in a kind of deficit? Like, there's mm. something wrong with them. Um, and then I wonder how then they feel. Do they feel that then they don't really belong here until they reach this certain expectation? Mm. Um, but I don't know. Mm. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, you've got lots of really interesting findings out of that. So um, what, what's, what's, what, how are those being used now? Are you um, implementing them in your practice? Or, um, yeah, what were your kind of implications for the future or recommendations that came out? So I guess there's two ways that we're looking at it. So one from our team perspective, and then I guess at the kind of broader university level, so I think from, from our team, um, what I'm really interested to do is um, work more in partnership with students to kind of review the skills that library co-curricular offer and ensure that we're not perpetuating that deficit approach. I think we've done quite a lot of work, particularly on things like redeveloping our workshops and how we run them um, to make sure that we they're really student-centred and the students have a lot of say in how the workshop runs for them. So it's not this kind of like, here is what you must know and we're the experts and we will feed you all this information. It's very much them taking control of their own learning and trying to empower the student. Um, But I still wonder whether actually the the service maybe does um, perpetuate it in some ways. And I'd like to work with students to, to look at that And I guess then to really try and think of some novel approaches to improve how we communicate the role of skills at library to to staff and to students so that it's very clear that this is complementary but not a replacement for embedded academic skills and literacies. So I think that's kind of how our team are are going to look at it. Um, And then from from the university perspective, I think, and this isn't, you know, all staff, but I wonder whether there needs to be, in some areas, a kind of change of perceptions of how we see students. So rather than when they come in, we see them as being somehow in deficit. 
but rather when students come into to the university with lots of different experiences and backgrounds that we like amplify and build on their existing skills. Um, and so the student feels valued and what they're coming in with feels valued mm-hmm. rather than what they maybe have, well, perceived to have, a, to have not got. Yet. Yet, yet exactly. Um, and I guess the other thing is really looking at the language we use. So rather than kind of this, I don't know if it's, it's probably not officially called a deficit terminology, but rather than talking about students having a lack of or issues with or an inability to, we can talk about, um, you know, much more developmental, positive language, like how we're going to build on or enhance or develop, um, which seems like a bit more of, yeah, like students coming here to develop things rather than because there's something missing in them. Brilliant. It sounds like... um you got loads of interesting findings and lots of routes forward to implement those findings um, and also maybe a route for another project in the future. That would be great. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's fascinating. Um, So thank you very much for taking time today to join me for this conversation. Um, And um, yeah, we'll um, hopefully, we'll look forward to seeing how this research develops. 